their entire cocktail menu is first of all made with waste products from the kitchen. They'd even do one with leftover pastries, which was great, almost like quite nutty and mm, delicious. Hi, I'm Molly and welcome to Restaurant Recommendations with Foodism. I had a very indulgent but also peaceful and lovely week. I went up to a place called Kinlock Lodge on the Isle of Skye. I've never been to Skye before. I've been to the Highlands and it was kind of this very otherworldly, beautiful place. And this lodge itself is just so special. It's owned by this lovely, lovely, dear, sweet, gorgeous woman called Isabella who I find I'm, I'm can be a bit of a chameleon. So I'll like reflect or like absorb other people's energy. And she's so like warm and open and like, hello, my darling, how did you sleep? And by like the third day on this trip, I was like, good morning, my darlings. I was like, if I spent my whole life around her, I'd be the nicest person on the planet. But it was so great. We ate phenomenally. The chef there is super talented. Um, drank loads of whiskey because it was a trip kind of in collaboration with the whiskey distillery up there called Torbake and then also Kinlock Lodge. Went for a few runs, went for some very cold swims in the lock. I think it was about like three degrees while we were there. But yeah, the food was gorgeous and we had this Sunday roast. I am not the biggest fan of a Sunday roast, but we had this Sunday roast that really converted me. It was my personal favorite roast meat of choice which is very slow cooked lamb that was delicious gorgeous gravy cauliflower cheese which I think should be a requirement on all roasts but it was just delicious and then actually one night for dinner I had this venison dal which was so phenomenal they'd like slowly cooked the meat I don't think I've ever really eaten venison like that before and it just was like still kind of retained that beautiful structure that venison had but was super just like unctuous and lovely and and this beautifully spiced style is just so delicious. Such a gorgeous way to kind of consume that meat in a very different way. We ate very well. We had like a three-course breakfast every morning, which started with porridge. And they brought us our porridge with like a wee dram of whiskey alongside us. I don't think my blood alcohol levels went below like 50% the entire time I was there. But in like a really good kind of happy way. And then back in London, I went to a restaurant called Zapote in Shoreditch for dinner which was actually hosted in collaboration with the Los Cabos Tourism Board. Zapote is a Mexican restaurant. I love it. It's actually one of my favorite Mexican restaurants in London. They just cook beautiful, very kind of, I hate this word, but I think like reasonably authentic Mexican food. They do these great little tostadas. Also, the one of the lovely things about Zapote is you could go in, they've got a bar snacks menu, and they do really wonderful margaritas and stuff. So you could go in, just sit in the bar, and have like three margaritas and like endless little tostadas and that would just be such a nice way to spend an evening but you can also obviously go to the restaurant and the food is just so so good they do this really amazing grilled octopus with a kind of I don't really know what to call it it's like very punchy green like puddle of green sauce in the middle and it's just it's so delicious I really recommend going it's one of my favorite places to eat at the moment actually and so while I might be full of whiskey and margaritas, I know a lot of you are doing dry January, which leads me very well to this week's dilemma from D in Elephant Castle, who says, I've decided this is the year I finally get back on the dating scene and I've got a few lined up in the coming weeks. However, I'm doing dry January. Where is great for sober dates? Well, first of all, D, good on you for getting back on the horse, girlie. What a great little New Year's resolution. 
I really like this question because I think that alcohol and dating, you know, go so hand in hand, but actually sometimes you want to get to know someone. And I think going on dates during dry January is incredibly brave of you, you know, to do that without the crutch of alcohol is amazing. I've got three very exciting suggestions. But one thing I think is amazing over recent years is that the alcohol industry or the drinks industry has really embraced like the low and no alcohol vibe and scene. And so there's so many cool places that you can drink nowadays where there are amazing no alcohol options. And my first suggestion is a place called Seed Library, which is in Shoreditch. It's a bar from legendary bartender Mr. Lion, who I think fundamentally changed the way that we drink, both in the UK and around the world. In my first week on the job, actually, at Foodism, my former editor, Mike Gibson, was interviewing Mr. Lion for our five dishes slot. So it was for the cocktails too. So we did five cocktails instead. And I genuinely have never been so enraptured by somebody talking about a topic. He made cocktails sound so intricate. And up until that point, if I'm being completely honest with you, I don't think I'd ever considered how interesting cocktails could be. You know, he was talking about how he opened a bar in Washington and he wanted the whole concept to be inspired by the Apollo landings and the moon landings and I guess you know the the kind of race to space and stuff like that and through his research he found out that there's a compound in space that also exists in raspberries so they have deduced from that that space smells like raspberries so he then like developed this like raspberry powder to go on top of it like the whole thing is just the way that his brain works crazy And I think Seed Library is a really amazing reflection of that. The cocktails are a little bit more kind of um, a little bit less boundary pushing than perhaps some of his other bars. But um, he also has this entire section where he has taken cocktails that are on the menu and developed non-alcoholic versions of them. So you're drinking essentially the same cocktail as someone who might be drinking alcohol. It's just not got alcohol in it. So they do this great coriander seed gimlet, which is super zesty and with this kind of like almost spiced note to it. And you can get a non-alcoholic version of that, which I drank both of them side by side and I couldn't have told you which one had alcohol in it. I don't know what that says about me, but I think it speaks to his bartending quite a lot. But yeah, this is just a really great bar to go to. I think it's super sexy. It's got a real 70s vibe. They do a lot of vinyl music and they usually have someone in there doing a pop-up for the snacks. Or I know when I've been previously and it's just the standard menu, they do these little potato smileys. They're really cute. <laughs> it's just it's just an all-round great bar. But the fact that it does these amazing non-alcoholic options, I think, are especially exciting. If you fancy something a little bit more foody, food-oriented, food-centric, Just around the corner and down the road on Fashion Street is Maine, which is a new-ish restaurant from the guys behind Townsend, which is in Whitechapel Art Gallery. The food is gorgeous. It's this big, airy, bright space on the top floor of the former warehouse, punctuated by these like cobalt blue kind of like bonquettes. So it's quite contrasting. But um, they basically have the bar attached to the restaurant as well alongside a massive terrace which I know it is January but if you are rugged up and brave it's beautiful to sit out on particularly during the day but they have their entire cocktail menu is first of all made with waste products from the kitchen and second of all there's about five or six cocktails on that menu listed based on the waste product that's central to them and each cocktail has a non-alcoholic alternative to it so there's just as many non-alcoholic cocktails as there are alcoholic 
the drinks are great. For example, last time I went, there was a sourdough cocktail quite literally made from sort of like the leftover sourdough. There was a dairy one, which I think was made with like leftover milk products. They'd even do one with leftover pastries, which was great, almost like quite nutty and mm, delicious. I actually was there not long ago with a friend and she got the non-alcoholic versions. I got the alcoholic ones. And yeah, you can barely taste the difference. And I just feel like when you're not drinking, it's kind of just so lovely to be able to follow the ritual of drinking or, you know, not kind of like make yourself stand out, especially if your date is not during dry January and wants some alcohol. You can kind of still talk about the cocktails and what you're drinking and, you know, discuss, I guess, like the difference in flavor profiles and stuff. So I think that's really lovely. And you can obviously stay for dinner. Or if you are just having drinks, you can tend to kind of order from their starters menu. Off the restaurant menus, they do like amazing shoe buns with duck liver parfait. The food's great. It's just very like classic European. It's a really lovely new opening in addition to the area. And if you want something not restauranty and a little bit more kind of casual, then I would say you should go to the Lucky Saint pub, which is near Regent's Park Station. If you're not familiar with Lucky Saint... They are an alcohol-free beer company and they opened their own pub, which I just think is so great. It sells both no and low alcohol and then also alcoholic options. But I mean, as you might guess from a non-alcoholic beer brand, it's geared towards the no and low alcohol options. They've got loads of Lucky Saint on tap. They've got loads of other breweries, low and no alcohol beers in the fridges. They've even got no alcohol wines on that menu. This is like cornucopia for people that are doing dry jan or people that just don't drink in general. You get the full pub experience. You get to do exactly what you would do if you were at a pub and drinking alcohol, but with no alcohol involved. And I just think that really strips away, like, not the stigma because I, uh, but I do, you know, sometimes if you're not drinking and everyone else is drinking, people can be a bit weird about it. Or it could be weird for you if you're like, have to go and order like a soda and lime or something. So, you know, in this environment, you can order exactly the same as everyone else's and you can grab a pint and grab a beer from the fridge and grab a wine and I just think that that is really lovely and I think that if we had more of that I think not drinking or the option to not drink would feel a lot more accessible for other people and it's also just a really beautiful pub so I think that that is a really great option if you're hoping for something just a little bit more chill. So there you go D. I hope you meet the love of your life this January. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great way to start the year? And either way, I, if you don't meet the love of your life, I hope you have some great drinks and that dry January goes well for you. And congratulations on the great effort. If you at home have any saucy scenarios or delicious dilemmas or even just thirsty moments that you need my recommendations for, then please do email us on shows at tinypodcasts.co.uk. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. I'm Molly Kodaya, and this is Restaurant Recommendations with Foodism. Bye-bye. To get the beautiful print edition of Foodism straight to your door for free every other month, head to foodism.co.uk slash subscribe.